Hello everybody. Welcome to Design by 3. In this episode we are going to uh, start with a different uh, topic. So since we all are working or we all uh, Yasit Maisel and Harshadev are working in designing and developing digital products I thought of starting with a topic that is more relevant to digital product design. So when it comes to digital product design the products that we design are mainly concerning or considering exchange of data between maybe it's it's between two different systems or maybe it can be uh, within or in between two different services within, within the same system but somehow it's it's a lot about exchanging data exporting data and consuming data so what is the role of a designer when it comes to this or when it comes to designing this interfaces between two products or two uh, two systems when i wanted to learn about uh, how to design api so how to uh, contribute uh, to design uh, digital products when it comes to um, the data design i came across this interesting approach called api first so it's uh, it's it's it seems to be a very uh, very common approach in the design world in the development world um and it's very commonly used uh, it it talks about designing your api so or defining your api contracts and the api specifications before writing the actual implementation or before writing the actual code in the implementation so harsh and yasit uh, hmm? have you come across this approach called api first yeah i, I have um when you say api first i think it's mostly api first de- development where like we used to uh, those days we used to develop um you know uh, based on uh, the design that we have done uh, we start development and then by uh, by the end or maybe in the middle of the development we find out okay we need these apis and maybe we have to build some apis or we have to consume some so in that case then we try to change the code and you know um and it created some issues and people found better ways of doing so then i think the api first approach came in that way where then we before developing uh, right before jumping into development right away we can find out okay do we need to create some apis here without um building something which might get uh, uh lost in the you know in the development or maybe we'll have to rewrite it because we didn't have the right uh, apis developed so i think that that whole thing came with the rest api uh, era with the ease of mm. developing rest apis and everything so it it came from the development arena and now people have different maybe they have different viewpoints or maybe their own versions of it but i think that started like that when even when i was a developer uh, i remember that this approach came in into into uh, like it was the buzzword those days right so um but when you come when we talk about this term api first design mm-hmm. um sometimes it feels like the api comes first of everything mm-hmm. when it comes to when you, in, in the in the design you have different components or different uh, aspects like it can be data design or it can be it can be user experience design that we're talking about so this term api first design or api first uh, design approach sometimes it feels that uh, it's talking a lot about uh, designing the api before designing anything else so mm. but i think that's 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 a bit misleading as i feel i agree that doing uh, before writing any any code it's it's really good to define your apis if it's really mm. good to involve uh, your different stakeholders like the bas us designers maybe uh, some stakeholders from the other products that are consuming data from your product it's very good to involve everyone and defining uh, the api contracts for an example yeah so then uh, then it it uh, it enables you to uh, identify problems early as possible and it will reduce the cost uh, of implementation so there's a lot of benefits mm. but still i feel that there's a bit of a misleading um, misleading uh, what do you call it? a touch a misleading touch in this yeah. term api first yeah i agree with you in that case uh, i think because when it comes to apis uh, it's in the development phase right so it's it's a thing that you have to develop apis are not uh, things that you um, only um, only do in the design phase it's it's a thing that you have to do in the development phase so when it comes to api first then we have to design first what is the api we we don't just jump and code without designing so API design is there so then maybe people might have thought that okay API first design is designing the API first even prior to designing the solution so i think the solution design or 
coming up with the uh, the the design for the whole problem or maybe the system should be done first and then yes of course we have to check what are the apis that we have to have and then design those and then move on i don't think i i think maybe yeah i can't say you can't do api first design as the first thing in the in the system development life cycle but uh, of course you can do that but i think the right thing to do is first you think think of the problem and then you come up with the solution in as in not only apis but the whole solution design and then one part of that can be the apis but it shouldn't be the first and foremost thing you must do in my opinion so i was wondering why i brought this topic up and now i realize why <laughs> <laughs> it's this this misunderstanding and the misleading um, information that uh, that was bothering me so that's why i wanted to discuss this with you guys mm-hmm. so i think i think we have a conclusion here um yeah api first is really good mm. api first approach is really good and it has its own benefits a lot of benefits yeah but uh, if you if you misunderstand if misunderstand it um, as something that you do first in your whole product development uh, process mm. then it will create a lot of problems yeah because because the user has to be the center of uh, any development process as i believe so the user and identifying the problem properly should be the first thing that uh, that should come into play yeah so i think i have i think we have come to a conclusion on uh, that time i have a better <laughs> piece at mind now yeah so if you if you go to if you read what swagger you know sub swagger io which uh, has um rest api resources um and the standards so the, in, even in their blog um it clearly it's about uh, the api first approach is about development uh, you don't jump into development of apis b- without designing the api so that's like kind of first you design the apis and then you develop the other components of the mm-hmm. thing so it's it's they are in the world of development now we are in the world of design which is coming prior to development i think so people can misunderstand mm-hmm. that they maybe um have their own versions that's fine but i think yes i agree with you yeah so now that you have helped me to clarify one of my doubts so what are you up to ah, i am up to i'm i'm not up to anything actually these days <laughs> it's all uh, it's all uh, daily activities daily work um but i have been uh, you know uh, with the elections in the us and uh, and things that are happening around the world you see that there are a lot of privacy issues that are going on like we discussed i think last week as well uh, with the privacy issues with the uh, um you know these fake news and um misleading information and all these hate speech uh, everyone is pointing fingers at social media especially facebook or platforms like mm-hmm. that so i was thinking okay how do they tackle this so as designers how we can tackle that and how they have tried to incorporate that into their design uh, phase or that how they how they design products so one of the thing is is that nowadays i think these days uh, or maybe it can stay for long also it's not a trend it's it has become bread and butter now um designing for truth validation so how do you design a product which can validate the truth um now if you look at hmm. if you look at these products like the social media applications all of them are user generated content right like do these huge companies like facebook or if you take um, twitter or maybe tiktok even none of them have content they are just a platform and the content are the people people generate content and these are huge platforms and the problem with people generated content is how do you validate whether the content is right or not if you take youtube um you can upload anything you want youtube says that the youtube is just a platform if you are uploading something to our platform we believe that it's your plat- it's your content you can't copy others things and you can't um you can't uh, do bad things there so and they assume that you will do that but the thing is people always do the other other thing they they don't always be the nice people around so when that happens how do you tackle that as a company or as a designer so so i saw that there are three things that they do usually uh, at least facebook has um told this so these are the three ways that they do first is they try to reduce uh, the distribution of these bad things or false news or fake news so they they try 
on one end they try to reduce the false news by giving uh, information like okay they they try to identify that so identification of false news is very hard so they then have independent fact checkers or their own uh, facebook owned or like in-house fact checkers and then they uh, Im implement more steps in um, like user generated content for example if you upload something or if you post something they don't right away enable it in the platform they will have a review uh, in some way so they use ai for that so if you just upload mm -hmm. something to youtube today of course you will 90% of the or 99% of the time it will go online uh, within seconds but there is a approval process they use a lot of technology for that and then and google does it manually yeah <laughs> like you said yeah. <laughs> yeah it's google podcast right yeah. yeah, but Hash, so there are some controversy in uh, hmm. uh, in this space, right? So even if in YouTube, I recently saw someone, uh, um, I would name the community, but someone hmm. distributing hate speech against a, a certain hmm. minority community. So mm -hmm. these videos are see, there are a lot of controversy and a lot of people say uh, even YouTube, despite their hmm. huge uh, AI infrastructure, they hmm. does not necessarily take these things down. Yeah. Why? I, I think that's because of uh, simply, I think, my opinion, all these American companies are more inclined towards, you know, uh, liberty and uh, freedom of speech. So under the freedom of speech, there are a lot of things that you can categorize as fair, even though, like, point blank, you can say, no, that's unfair. But based on the law they have and, you know, these, uh, they have created the law created the law to help people but then people um, people use it the other, in the other way around so i think that's why and also maybe there can be political uh, influences we don't know but i think basically people are getting around these terms and conditions by using maybe different tactics and they take a lot of time to take down the problem is that if you take down something and if it's uh, false positive or if it's not uh, a racist post for example then they get into trouble like you, people can sue them and then it'll be a big problem so they takes more time to take down things so i think it's also so that's why that's why they have done something like uh, they don't block information but they display more information like they add more metadata saying that uh, this fact checker service says that this is fake or 90 70 percent people say that this is wrong something like that so you have the choice as the consumer to um, to share it or maybe to uh, read it or believe it so that, I think they are trying to get away from the problem using those tactics it's, it's a good so thing are you, without yeah so are, are you saying uh, so TikTok is going to be better at this since they are not coming from uh, US <laughs> that's a good question I, I don't have an answer for that <laughs> but but I'll be serious. So as a designer, yeah. how would you be sensitive about uh, if you if you have open platform, yeah, you rely on uh, user generated data. How would you ensure that your data is ethical and in line with the organizational values? Is this the best solution, or can designers think of some other hacks to prevent from this kind of things happening? It's a multi um, multi facet, or you can't solve the problem with only one tool or one solution. I think they are looking at multiple solutions. One thing is that they try to use AI to detect and then fact checkers to do the fact check. And on the other hand, they try to provide more information to the users to say that, okay, a lot of people think that this is wrong or this fact checker service says that this is fake. And on the uh, on, 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 on another side, they will try to uh, educate people also, like to say, um, using different tools and different ways how to identify f uh, fake news and then because all these fake news have a pattern right so they they will try to say okay these kind of things are kind of fake news just like uh, we know that some of the emails we get are phishing emails and some of the emails are uh, fake emails pretend to be someone else so we know how to identify them if you have uh, got the right education so i think that education is also important as designers how do we embed education inside the products so you can create a product with just the functionality right but it's very hard to design a product to cater to these all these three things so i think that's a multi 
paradigm and multi-channel solution that we have to come up with when we are designing for uh, fight fake news and uh, content like that. Yeah, one uh, one good example that I saw regarding this is when uh, during the pandemic, I mean, most of the websites, let's say YouTube, mm-hmm. so if you search for COVID-19, so YouTube will suggest you uh, some links to to authorize information. Mm. To, to maybe WHO's website or some... Um, some real information mm. they will direct you to that instead of uh, instead of blocking anything yeah. they will say that if you want to get official information go to this site and get it from there yeah. so then that's a very simple way of uh, solving it i think but yeah, wouldn't I, that perpetrate as biasness of the platform yeah i know in this case who can be the most reliable source but can we mm. use that in every situations wouldn't that no, uh, create no. bureaucracy yeah now for example i think the us or the, at least the government is not uh, considering who as a good source of information right they are going to cut their funding as well so in that case it's really hard to <laughs> it's it will be really hard yeah. for these platforms to fight fake news in that case i believe like the solution for now would be to utilize uh, ai and uh, third party reliable mm. uh, manual fact checkers to yeah. validate content i, I believe uh, to certain extent certain platforms write out this community reporting but my personal experience especially with facebook uh, it's really bad even like especially with if the content is in non not in english uh, in most cases mm. this uh, uh, violent and hate speech uh, never get reported what do you call never get blocked in some yeah. cases they write a reply to the uh, reporters saying that okay we verified and it's, uh, it's, it's okay <laughs> yeah that's that's those are challenging when you, when you become big and you know complex so what's what's yeah, new so in that case anything new so i have uh, i have some another confusion so it, mm. it's been a very confusing <laughs> week for me confusion of <laughs> the week <laughs> yeah yeah but very um, a very curious and confused week mm. so far so we won't ask you why thing that was why but we won't tell that <laughs> is it public uh, ganja is that information is in public domain <laughs> the re- yeah, real reason yeah, behind your content is public mm. uh, didn't we say that yeah, yeah, congratulations yeah, yeah. last week didn't yeah. we say congratulations yeah i last mentioned week? it last week yes mm. yeah so, so I'm, one week yes. i'm no longer living alone now so, <laughs> <laughs> so that means make you sure. can Make sure. Okay, but it's yeah. a confusion. Okay. There are certain so things we can help you. Ah, it's a technical confusion. So technical confusion. So this is a technical confusion that obviously you can help <laughs> me here. Technical so, in, within uh, the <laughs> command, so without it. <laughs> without, without. Okay. Should. So it's um, it's about again, it's about a term, um, or it's about uh, two roles. I have been um, hearing these uh, two roles called product designer and the UX designer. Mm. and i was curious to know what exactly is the difference between two the, the between these two roles or is there really a difference between these two or not mm. so uh um, did you find answer? i youtubed about it and uh, i also looked at different um, job ads on um, popular websites mm. so um, apparently i could find uh, the product designer role been advertised in uh, facebook slack and spotify and uh, the ux designer role is advertised on microsoft uh, paypal and uh, niantic niantic uh, maybe as it is uh, maybe it's as its favorite uh, company <laughs> niantic isn't it yeah sometime uh, ago not mine but <laughs> mine it's harsh he's the one who introduced me to niantic uh-huh. products so uh-huh, right. correction you were wrong yeah. i'm not the person <laughs> oh, okay yeah anyway so background background story mm. it's uh, it's a company that developed uh, ingress so yasita and ashita both have been playing ingress for yeah. many years right yeah we have been i have not been playing but yasita has been one of the uh, maybe one of the top most players in sri lanka uh, i don't like labels <laughs> but at the same time yes i'm very happy <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so I, coming I, back to the original topic yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i i i will just uh, read out uh, some of the um, Uh, descriptions or job descriptions of the product designer role mm. in in Spotify job ads. It says that uh, this we are looking for design, an experienced. Right? This is product yeah. designer. Yes, we are looking for an experienced product designer to join our platform and partner experience team. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is not sp- sponsored by Spotify in any way. <laughs> um, who are tasked with considering how to extend our mobile experience? Blah 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 blah. And what you will do 
you will be responsible for the design of Spotify's wearables and headphones experiences. Wow. And wearables. Uh, nice. This job is probably in Stockholm, I'm not sure. I was not uh, searching for jobs by the way. Thank you much the team. Talk about uh, it. I think their jobs differ from team to team. Is this a This is car and wearables. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. But okay. they do go with product design. I think they have uh, uh, several tiers within product design and job category. I have seen mm. product designers see yeah. design and principles. Mm. Yes. And it says you will take into account existing insights, technical constraints, business needs and specific platform demands to produce data informed solutions. Mm. And you will take full ownership of your work and total responsibility for every last detail, every step of the way. Of course. From whiteboard sketching to high fidelity final treatments. So, yeah. And you have a lot of information about what you will do. So I just uh, picked something that uh, caught my eye. And um, mm-hmm. interesting. In comparison to that, I also looked at um, a job at Niantic uh, that is about UX designer. So uh, Niantic says. Uh, the responsibilities of the UX designer is to create user interaction design systems, UX flow wireframes and user interface designs for Niantic's current projects and experimental AR platform initiatives. Mm-hmm. And uh, another responsibility is to brainstorm ideas and create prototypes to help find creative solutions to Niantic's many UX and AR experience challenges. So it's it's talking a lot about Uh, building things, hmm. designing things, and working together collaboratively with the teams to come up with solutions. While uh, Spotify is more talking about building a whole product, considering all the technical constraints, builds business needs, and uh, making the data informed decisions. So, even though I was thinking about these two roles, maybe I thought that they were pretty much similar, but there seems to be certain differences between those two roles as well. Yeah. So. Again, I would like to ask you two about whether you can help me on on clearing this yeah. confusion as well. This is a project of yours. I think you are putting us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest way to um, get rid of confusions. Oh, are you looking yeah. for a to job make to more be people a, confused? Are you looking for a job in a TV station as a, a host? I feel like you are practicing interviewing skills. Maybe from the next episode onwards, I can be the host and you no. can be the guest. Mm. No, that means a lot of work for us, preparation work for us, and less work for you. No, that's what I'm aiming at. Not at all. Mm. Not gonna work. Then before that, we have to go video. Then, then only we can decide. Oh yeah, we we can go video and we will see that uh, we are killing. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Probably, right. Probably. What what is the question? So Harsh, do you want to go first? I mean, <laughs> I'm also been host. Harsh, so what's your view on Because this topic? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think Ganji has a better point of view for this. <laughs> okay, I will. I will bring some of the points that I could um, I could find because I searched for this and I could find that uh, the product designer role is originated in industrial design. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, since we are living in a digital age. So more digital products are also being designed, and these people are also being called product designers. So there's no no right or wrong about that. And it it certainly felt like uh, product designer is talking about a wider perspective on 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 design. Mm-hmm. It's not only about the user that they are focusing on. They are focusing on many different aspects like the business and the market, and maybe they are they are they are more focused on doing what's best for the uh, product. Then, what's best for the user? Maybe I, I will get hammered for this, but uh, but it, yeah. it, I got that feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, I think we agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it. You can say yes. I don't. Then, I don't. I'm waiting for him to finish <laughs> to go okay. into the hammering mode. So, okay. When you're done, so I'll, then I'll, okay, I'll, I'll uh, bring up more points so then you can number of use points. Them. Does not have does not give you significant advantage. The qual the quality matters, not the quantity. But continue, please. But sometimes quantity also matters. Mm-hmm. I know. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um yeah. So the main difference that I I saw was that UX designer is very much focusing on the user and and develop and giving or creating a better or a good experience for the user. While the product designer is more focused on the product, and obviously 
user is, uh, is one big part of the um, whole um, process that product design also follows, but it, it's more wider as I felt. I can be wrong. This is just uh, my personal take on this subject. Um, so my my conclusion on these confusing um, titles is that they are very similar, but there are certain differences between uh, these two roles as they are looking at uh, work from different perspectives, even mm. though they are doing similar things. So you, now, now let the hammering begin. Now it's your turn. Are you ready? Yes. Arshad, yeah. do you want to go first or should no, I no, go no. and uh, close this I'm, 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 I'm going to be the fan here. Okay. So I'm not going to hammer Ganji. He's a, he's a poor, uh, confused <laughs> person due to recent changes in personal life. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's called correction, Kanji. I know Nantic is a, uh, it's a quite different, unique uh, computer game development organization. I know their specialization is in uh, what you call augmented reality games. Yeah. But the problem is that they started as a uh, project in Google and then uh, became a yeah. separate entity altogether. So for that reason, they don't, I don't think they are yet to use, use normal uh, job titles used in the game industry when like, you guys you guys can remember I have been in the industry a long time back so those days uh, there were clear like visual designers who work in uh, visual elements like 3D modelers the animators so that's the one specialization at the same time there was a job role called game designer so maybe this user designer could be a bad uh, job at example uh, to build a case but at the same time I get your point there are certain organizations use uh, UX designer as umbrella term to refer to their people who mainly do visual and uh, other tangible designs. At the same time, some organization, maybe it's a new trend, uses product design. And uh, another interesting mm. story, a few weeks back, I saw a particular industrial designer uh, crying on uh, LinkedIn, uh, blaming everyone in the product digital product space for stealing their job title, the product designer. Uh, and there was a nice discussion there and some... Uh, uh, commenters uh, said uh, okay I, we do understand your perspective i most probably uh, we stole your nice job title uh, so you are right in that case this is something that started in product or industrial design or industrial engineering design engineering space mm -hmm. so if i summarize what i heard from industry there are like strong fans uh, still especially from ux design perspective who are saying yes ux design is the correct title and product design is something smaller than the ux designer but if you had to summarize, uh, whoever arguing for the UX designer role as the more important, more modern role, their belief is user experience is everything. At the same time, some uh, argues product is everything. Uh, like your data, if I go to Facebook or even Google uh, design department page or design page, uh, you would see very similar job advertisement. But I think Google's take is really important. Uh, their page is called design. But under design bucket, they have mm. UX engineer, the visual designers, the content or UX writer, UX researcher as many different roles that comes under umbrella term design and sometimes they call it product design as well. So I would say my personal view right now, all and most celebrated happening organizations prefer the product designer as the job title for this umbrella category. Uh, at the same time, some still argue for UX designer. So, but actually, does this label really matter? Shouldn't we look, be looking at the internal, like the points of the job? Yeah, exactly, the job role, what they're looking for. But in this, mm -hmm. that case, I don't see a huge difference. In some UX designer job beds refer to mainly to uh, visual designers while keeping yeah. out uh, UX researcher, UX engineer out. And some do mm -hmm. use as UX engineer. So, they are looking for certain level of engineering skills as well. As Yasit, uh, I have seen in most of the UX job advertisements, um, one of the requirements or the mandatory requirement is to have visual design experience with the previous mm -hmm. portfolio of uh, visual design. Yeah. So I think it's a must yeah. for the UX designer, but not for product designers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah especially if you look at the skill set of a UX design or common UX designer, majority of those skills are related to visual design. Mm. Uh, I rarely, oh, I'm yet to meet uh, someone who called themselves a UX designer who who's a really good, maybe a sound designer or non-UI product designer. Mm. Even though there can be digital products like, let's say you're designing a product with a one oh, API as your interaction layer. I haven't ever met someone <laughs> even though you 
they yeah. say ubex is everything i haven't met a one so mm. again my personal view this label doesn't matter the job role matters and if you if you are if you are a second tier organization or an early adapter not necessarily in an innovator uh, in that case it's good to follow the trend and go with the trend and, and label your job vacancy or job bad as product designer so that you will uh, attract people who would go for facebook google and spotify instead of attracting someone who would go for micro paper Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. So maybe it doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay, that's a good conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how's your summer going? Golfing. Hmm. Oh, see your sport. Nice. <laughs> Arsha. Just learning about it. How's your summer? Are you taking break? <laughs> yeah, taking break when it's raining. <laughs> but you said you are going to uh, start working with the cloud platform uh, was it aws yeah setting yeah. up a cloud infrastructure yes working on that uh, setting up a cloud infrastructure and also setting up or having some discussions with uh, one of the biggest uh, i can't tell the name because of the because of an nda one of the biggest companies in the world <laughs> having Ooh. some uh, talks about that that's how the summer goes yeah <laughs> sound interesting by the way with the summer i have seen like there are a lot of uh, entities i don't know it's the end of a season sales and various different sales going around uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's due to the pandemic uh, they are trying to clear their stocks so what's your shopping habits do you purchase a lot of things during this period uh due to pandemic i have stopped purchasing things um just like uh, you know when when the rain season starts uh, the the animals try not to <laughs> not to party around and but to keep their food inside <laughs> just uh-huh. like that i have stopped buying everything <laughs> you you never know what will happen so i'm in the yeah. i'm in the caution mode these days yeah but i'm but watching all the youtube videos of and unboxing video so that i don't feel that <laughs> i'm not buying anything <laughs> that's a change but yeah, i am pretty yeah. sure um, i'm an outlier within <laughs> of course you are the we only outlier, outlier, outlier within the last week we can see in your tiktok ganji you are like a fashion icon and star so mm. you should yeah buying gadgets and, you know, golfing yeah, around exactly. a millionaire's exactly. life yeah. man yeah <laughs> but that's as how we you, roll yeah as you can guys can go if you can recall when i i can't remember when we physically met maybe like 6 months ago uh i sometime back i started uh, simplifying my options i don't like labels mm-hmm. to say but i would say it's very close to what some minimalists do so mm-hmm. i have limited uh, the dress code and uh, if you have seen uh, wow. my car <laughs> it's also uh, a car just moving minimalist point a to point b it, it can be minimalist or you can say something else but it's a car that moves that's that's all i can say but uh, personally i like uh, like this uh, living with limited options uh, so in that sense i am close to minimalist i'm not as uh, those two famous minimalist who do the podcast or my devela like i'm not that level minimalist yet. but i really like my devela's uh, uh, matti vela i want to make sure with the i pronounce the name right i really like his uh, view on minimalism uh, so he has minimalized uh, so oh, his uh, his life is minimalist in many areas apart from his video production in that space he uh, i think he buys a lot of things he have a lot of because that's that's his profession and he has to invest in that but i that started me thinking like uh, if mm. i prefer to be having less options when it comes to non important things in my life how does this apply to when you are designing a product so, like should also like there should be a minimalist perspective in design mm. like uh, if i ask it as a design challenge, challenge yeah. like how might yeah. limit options in um, unimportant matters in in, in, a, in a design have you yeah, thought yeah. about it what's your you're like, not uh, talking about minimalist design but the the way of working right we have the how, exactly. how we design exactly. right it's not not necessary it's like in your design minimalist design i think it's a misused term a lot of people refer to minimalist design as like simplified uh, Uh, UIs. I'm talking about, uh, especially when it comes to your design, the product. How how would you, as a designer, how would you ensure that you don't 
give a lot of options to your user so that uh, you have that minimalist uh, mm. what you call essence in your product so that they can be a minimalist when you they are using the product yeah i try to be minimalist in my process by using um uh, simple tools like uh, whenever you want, like whenever you are designing if you can use the simplest tool possible use that don't go into the standard tool or don't use a tool that is because it's just popular for example now if figma is figma can be used to run design workshops i wouldn't jump into it or if i can do the same thing using notepad i would do it using notepad so like that i try to use the minimum set of tools to do my daily work <laughs> that's very interesting that coming from you the guy who always purchased uh, stuff <laughs> <laughs> i have yeah, i have stopped that now <laughs> okay that's that's a, that's an interesting trend maybe we should discuss that in detail later uh, on another day i think that's episode yeah. topic uh, so but i'll get to my yeah, point is it yeah sorry you are making me more confused uh, now exactly so <laughs> let me get to, so that's the that's a very long entrance to my topic so i was thinking about this Uh, so I was thinking about how to use Mark Zuckerberg's T-shirt concept in product mm, decisions. So the I came across uh, certain rules in minimalism. Minimalism. So one of the interesting rule is a uh, just-in-case rule. That's the uh, they call mm. it 2020 rule. Uh, so 2020 rule mm. is it's a really interesting tool. So uh, we do keep a lot of uh, products or services in our tangible or virtual workspace, just because yeah. just in case. If, but if I need that, so the rule is: if you can buy that service or product, spending twenty dollars, or you can acquire it uh, by traveling less than twenty minutes, uh, so then uh, in that case you shouldn't keep it. Keep that just in case product with you. Leave it out. So think the you, same. Can you repeat uh, that again? Two conditions. Uh, it's like either twenty dollars. Let's say, mm-hmm. let's say, let's say you you keep. you once a year you attend a christmas party yeah right and uh, you buy passive set of uh, another things to yeah. attend that party of course so it's a just in, it's a, it's not a best example but that's a just in case kind of a situation mm-hmm. in a, another example there can be certain products you just keep I, since i don't have any of those i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe keep, some keep, keep application things. to design instagram posts yeah, exactly so just in case if it is If it is something that is by mm. spending, when you need, when that just in case situation becomes a reality, if you can purchase it by spending twenty dollars, that's nothing, right? Because it's a cheap mm-hmm. price. So don't keep it with you. Just buy it or use that service when you need it. The second uh, rule, second part of the rule okay. is in some cases mm-hmm. it's it's about the time you invest. So don't keep something you might not even even need it, but you keep it just in case. But if I need this. So if you can acquire by traveling mm-hmm. 20 minutes radius, you could be walking, traveling in any mode. There's no mm. point of keeping it you and cluttering your space. So my mm. product design created argument here is: Can we use the same rule in in, in when you're designing, let's say, interface or a physical product? Can we keep all the features far away from uh, most used, let's say, for the simplicity screens, and hide them somewhere? Not twenty seconds. Maybe something you can discover it. Just in all just in case pages. Put them. Twenty seconds. User can spend twenty seconds to figure it out how to do that. Don't include just in case features in your main yeah. uh, interaction points. And that's my point. Hmm. Finally, that's a really good point. I hmm. think I think yeah you are. I think you are exactly right because some good companies, uh, I would say, good companies are like Instagram. <laughs> uh they they try to i think they identify this like uh so if you want to create um if you want to post something on instagram and if you want to make that post a uh, collage mm-hmm. uh, those days they had the collage uh, option inside the app but mm-hmm. then they, they later on maybe applied this 20 dollar or 20 minute rule and then created a different app yeah. where people can use that if they want so, so it's like they they walk 20 minutes and get that app something like that right So I think in that way we can, if we can think in that way and create products or design products, it'll be really good. Yeah. We don't clutter our functions. Uh, and, and and one of the main th- yeah, it happened. Uh, can I speak first? So one <laughs> yes, one yes, of the yes. things like I have noticed, uh, <laughs> say when you are doing a design critique, or if you have a, like a really 
inverted commas smart design in your team they might use these testing case uh, use cases as the like to show that they are smart and they will come to you and say mm. okay what if this happens your product is yeah. going to work so we as designers we have to be very careful yeah. okay then you should ask okay what's the possibility of happening that do you have any data mm. no right so that's why i have hit that feature so we are not going to include that feature in this product this is not a just in case product yeah. this is a product that's going to be sitting in their phones or on screen for 24/7 <laughs> i know it's yeah. hard sorry exactly. ganji up to you hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it happened to me um, last week hmm? um when i wanted to um, contact uh, amazon on their website i had to spend more than 20 seconds to find out how to do that so they have hidden it uh, under many um Steps. screens mm. or under under some of under different components so first they asked me to uh, go to frequently asked questions so if it is not there then come to this page and go to this page <laughs> and then finally i see the button where i can press and contact yeah. them so that's in a way like they reduce the number of support tickets <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's not the best example <laughs> to prove my point <laughs> No, I think all of these help <laughs> sites do that now. It's very hard to find the button. If it's like a button, they make it uh, like an opaque button, or <laughs> they design it in a way that we we miss it, and then we try to read everything, mm. and probably we find the solution by <laughs> reading. Uh, but now, yeah. like I have seen the, some people, I think I'm going off topic, but just to tell, uh, some people are doing the exact opposite. Now, when you go to some sites. Uh, live chat is always there. Yeah. You can chat about anything you mm. want. Yeah. So it's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Exactly. And even like the so mural is a good example for that. I think the main interaction, even mm. if you want to f- want like extend your free account, it it happens through the chat. So yeah, we are talking about like two different things. It's uh, yeah. maybe Amazon. But maybe that's also minimalism, right? You uh, don't have to go through all these steps and write down your problem and everything. So, when a person can just answer mm. you. But yeah. I don't know how sustainable mm. it is. That's why I don't like the term minimalism as a label. So we don't mm. know. There can be valid reasons. I think data proves. But uh, again, yeah. going back to my point, point is about just in case. Don't put just in case features in your homepage. Just in case. Okay, good episode title. Just in case. Yeah. Just yeah. in case. So Ganji. Just in just case. Just like a name of a singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you can rap. Just in case. Ganji, I haven't seen uh, any books uh, in your yes. Instagram book uh, feed account. You have a separate account for books. Mm. Have you stopped reading? Yeah, he has stopped. Ah, uh, I have slowed now, down. Now he's reading something else. <laughs> <laughs> you are confused now. Have you read late something? Mm. Late? Yes, it's, it's. Yes, I have been. Um, oh, I have read the, the obstacle is away. By by Ryan oh. Holiday. <laughs> Another episode sponsored by Ryan Holiday. Yeah so maybe I should just uh, just for the sake of uh, talking about that book since I have been I haven't been posting any book stuff lately I thought of bringing uh, this book up in this episode so I can just uh, talk about the book and maybe recommend it to people who are listening who would be interested in reading it So um the obstacle is a way is I think it's the first of um the three uh, books from Ryan Holiday which which um are very popular the obstacle is the way and stainless is the key and the our favorite ego is the enemy our so favorite mm. obstacle is the way our favorite our is oh, your our? favorite our <laughs> we don't endorse this message anyway anyway some people's yeah some people yes so anyway um as usual as Ryan Holiday does this is again talking about um, the the philosophy of stoicism and it's it gives a, a modern touch a modern briefing to to, to this philosophy and um, in this book it 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 talks a lot about how you perceive obstacles and uh, how you take action to overcome these obstacles and then how how do how you persevere how you um, how you maintain um, the action that you took or how you are going to uh, keep on doing what you are doing in order to get rid of or get over this obstacle so this had been very helpful during the pandemic especially i think this book um because during the pandemic and also during cer- during certain things that had that had been happening in my life in the last few months i think um this this book helped me to look at things in a different perspective um mm-hmm. for an example if it 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 taught me how to differentiate between things that i can control and the things that i cannot control and if it's something that i cannot control then 
I don't have to worry about it. I just have to like admit that that is something that uh, I will not be able to control. So I will just do something that is more productive or that that will create a more better impact. Hmm. And if it is something that uh, I can control, then I should take action. So let's say that uh, no, I don't have any good examples. So <laughs> I know one. I wouldn't say it. So, yes, <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's something that I can control, then I will take action to con- to do something different and change it. Um, otherwise, I will just play alone. Mm-hmm. And um, one good example that I could think from your life <laughs> is the uh, is the annual reviews in the companies. Mm. <laughs> Usually, if you are getting a negative feedback or a negative uh, review, sometimes you tend to worry about it and uh, maybe cry about it and whine about it, but Um, if you have, if you're someone who has read this book, the obstacle is the way. Then you might think of it as maybe an opportunity, opportunity to change your job, maybe. <laughs> so that kind of a thinking was um, created in in my mind because I read this book. So I can recommend this to anyone who finds it difficult to deal with problems or, or who who is being over thinking about the problems that they come across. Mm. So I recommend this book to um, anyone who has. some kind of a situation like that okay. it will definitely help you not definitely it might help you so Brian Holiday is a good author and Obstacle is the way is a good book okay maybe <laughs> and it's a paid advertisement okay. by Brian Holiday I was going to say word. that I was trying I was looking for a good voice to go with advertisement on this was a paid advertisement <laughs> by Mr. Brian Holiday oh, you don't call Mr. right this was a paid advertisement by Brian Holiday the second question I want to ask since you summarized what's in the book do we have to read it now <laughs> you, you <laughs> there's a um, service like that i have please. i have read sorry harsha please no. can you repeat there's a service for book reviews like that like 5 minute 10 minute book uh, not reviews like book summarizations Ooh. called blink list and that brings up to our segment the mm. product of the week <laughs> ta da <laughs> ta da 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 What's that? So I have I, products. I I have any use. I have any use. <laughs> What is the product? This is not a no products. This is announcement. You said the product. Uh, what's the product you mentioned about ten <laughs> minute book summarization? You don't blink list. Okay, okay, we will we will mention that next week. Is it a actual product? If not, we have to make it. One week is enough. So, have you seen the the news at some uh, like around uh, July seven seven seven? Uh, there was a news saying mm-hmm. Facebook is considering, uh, oh, not considering, they're testing. The news is Facebook oh. is testing a new feature that would effectively merge WhatsApp with Facebook Messenger. So this is a they news. They have been. Yeah, mm. this, this is something people has been mm-hmm. asking when uh, Facebook brought uh, WhatsApp. Uh, was it like 2014 uh, February 19, if I'm not mistaken? Mm. See my memory. I have a great memory. <laughs> oh my About God. Yes, so, it has, like so this I think photographic final, memory yeah, exactly uh, because I'm a super cool guy with a great memory. Uh, so I think this is interesting. <laughs> so this is this is something that like, uh, going to be. So they're not going to merge two brands as some expect, but they're going to uh, integrate uh, some in some way. I don't know how yet. Yeah. Uh, but mm. it'll be really cool. I think they're going it. in that direction. Yeah. Exactly. So it's. It's it. I think it it will be a uh, slightly different. I know I I'm not a huge follower mm-hmm. of trends in this space, but I think it's it will be one of the like major new trends. At least it will be a start of a new new trend. We have a new uh, merge between two organizations, uh, creating this like internal mm-hmm. net line between two organizations rather than mm-hmm. merging brand, brands and apps and interfaces. Yeah. So wouldn't it be cool to like not to have WhatsApp account? I hate having WhatsApp account, but still you can contact your parents also who is still using WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah and and they have been doing it for other like if you take Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. yeah they have content uh, what do you call it mm-hmm. creator right Crea- yeah. content creator application yeah. which supports both in one web application True. so i think they are going in that mm-hmm. now i i noticed um, uh-huh. like i think i noticed very late i don't know whether you have noticed already when you uh, the splash splash screen of uh, Facebook now it has all the application icons in a very small uh, size in the bottom of the screen now so they are giving that kind of sense of 
thing where it's all in one something like that exactly you never know maybe they will in- integrate everything together <laughs> instagram and facebook in But one the, app from company perspective i don't think they have to so they have all of the data mm. uh, the only yeah. battle they are right right now fighting is uh, maybe facebook is fighting against linkedin while uh, and youtube while uh, instagram is trying really trying to keep up with the uh, tiktok maybe thanks to political situation mm. they might get a uh, some slack space yeah. to breathe breathing space to recover but right now yeah. i don't think apart from this uh, user level integrations like uh, working between, between different platform i don't think they have to have a single brand yeah they don't have to uh, in in that case hmm. they are going away from what uh, instagram did in the first place like distributing different functionalities to different apps now they are, if they are merging then it's like again going back in the yeah back in the same loop right maybe sack is finally uh, coming out with the ego <laughs> where he wants to own a massive empire <laughs> with one brand called facebook or something else <laughs> i yeah. don't know just speculating but this this is a really cool feature i i really enjoy it. so then that effectively means that you can take a video call uh, with a group uh, across the two mm. platforms or even three platforms if you include into instagram messenger as well yeah it's going to be interesting yeah, isn't it annoying as well It's already annoying. Yeah, it will be double annoying now. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would it be annoying, Chikanji? Because I have um, used this Instagram and uh, Instagram and Messenger um, combination mm-hmm. that Harsha mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm, uh, maybe I'm not one of the target users that they're targeting. But um, having... I, I, I have installed two apps because I want to work in those two apps in two different ways. Mm-hmm. So if you combine these two and provide uh, me one user interface that I will see all the things which are coming from all the all the platforms, then then it's I will I'm getting overloaded and that resulted in me. Um, I think I removed one of the Instagram pages that I have, mm-hmm. not or maybe one of the Facebook pages. I can't remember exactly, but I did that because it was too annoying for me. Mm. Yeah, maybe if you're older, maybe the parents will uh, also. Mm-hmm. uh try to communicate with <laughs> with your friends in one app so yeah. yeah it can be a problem if you have that kind of a separation at least mentally oh, yeah. then You're thinking right. of them in just one app will be annoying yeah. then they have to provide some tools to separate that you're right for example if you think your whatsapp friends are really annoying you can uh, switch off your account for a while at a, during election <laughs> period or some <laughs> pandemic period where you yeah. can yeah. still have your super cool friends on another platform but this will show that you are live yeah. in that platform i don't know but at the same time might uh, yeah, it will be fine i don't know if they release this which as i will give it a try there are things i like about it yeah. at the same time like you said there can mm. be things that tannoys you okay that's enough about facebook yeah. because this is not a paid advertisement from facebook mm-hmm. any other products mm-hmm. maybe it is mm-hmm. no we are independent publisher mm-hmm. you're going independent <laughs> This is a free mm, podcast. Moonsen new app. <laughs> What? Moonsen new app. What's that? Mm-hmm. Dot app is the new app. What? I have been trying to tell you that, but no one got it. Exactly. <laughs> when I, when you said app, mm-hmm. what? What? What new app? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. What is? It's double M H double M. Right. I thought it was something else. <laughs> What? That's a horrible brand. Yeah, it's a crazy name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, and now I think it's it's like one of the coolest things like in the new product scene I have seen that and I saw I I saw some um, you know product demos and explainer videos and you know uh, early adapter things I I thought it was a really good concept but until until I found out something so first of all they uh, they show you uh, features like it's basically a uh, uh, what do you call it a presentation mm-hmm. or a calling or maybe a communication tool where you can integrate with zoom messenger skype or anything so what zoom oh. what zoom does not have is when you take a call uh, maybe you have this background blur option in microsoft teams and maybe yeah you can put a backgrounds in some applications but those are not that good right so this application seems to be having a really good background manipulation thing uh, going on according to their product demos and then the coolest feature is the the application let you resize 
your own uh, size, I mean, if you are appearing in your video, it can easily let you resize your size. So you can, you can be one inch or maybe one centimeter, maybe you can be full screen. So you can just drag and drop yourself and then uh, put your presentation on the, back of, on, on the background. So it's like you're doing a real presentation in front of a white board or ah. in front of a projection. That's and then cool. you can point mm -hmm. to places and you can fly around the uh, around the uh, you know the screen mm -hmm. and do stuff and you can put multiple people as well so they can sit around different different places so those are the, that's the feature and it looks really really cool and uh, it's less annoying and you can you can sometimes you can even uh, set the transparency level you can can be 50% transparent and you can see the background, you can explain your graphs and everything and product. and So it's really cool. And I was hoping, okay, this is going to change everything. And they are advertising like that. And yesterday when I read the manual, you need, I found that you need a green screen. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the catch. That's why the quality is there. So that's, that, that, yeah, when you said uh, five went to the website, so the front yeah. page, it says everyone is a performer. Naturally, collaborative yeah. by by board index. So those are three points which they want to highlight. So this yeah. is really good selling. But when you said you yeah. need to have a green screen, of course, if I can have a green I'm screen, like then WDF. I'm bored as I can do. <laughs> I don't want to. Have. Yeah, if you have a green screen, of course, you can do a lot of other things. A person who can have but, a green screen have a production thing, right? <laughs> but but you have to give it to like this uh, this uh, mark, uh, sales or marketing people who are doing their branding and other. Yeah. Things. It's it's really say I I was I want to try this out. Yeah, looks really. It's I, I was like, oh my god, this is going to change the whole game, and you know, bye bye slides, uh, Google slides, yeah. bye bye keynote and everything. Yeah. But now, you need a green screen. I even registered for the early adapter program. <laughs> no, it's good. Let's <laughs> let's see. Maybe maybe yeah. technology will advance, and you don't need a green screen. But but that's the problem. If you if you if you have a green screen, if you want to buy a green screen, yes, of course you can buy. Maybe a Chinese cheap green screen, maybe less than 50 bucks, but then uh, you need to have lighting and the lighting should be evenly spread across the green screen and you have to have lighting for yourself. So yeah. it's a full production it, thing. Uh, yeah, most probably at. you have to go for a three-point lighting and another lighting to light yeah. a green screen. But nevertheless, yeah. let's say someone, if no someone is in, investing in a green screen, that means that person has a, like a, mm. a video studio or like a setup yeah. similar to that. Naturally, that yeah. will come with a lot of... Uh, Oh, maybe uh, I got a different opinion while reading. Maybe mm -hmm. uh, they could be a groundbreaker. Uh, where they mm -hmm. see right now the the border between uh, having a studio and not having a studio is a bit uh, hard. That's a crossing point where we'll, we'll, yeah. we would get to the, that. Okay, I want to have a studio point. Maybe this yeah. is like an entry point where you would yeah. like. Okay, you only need a green screen. You will buy a green screen just because you want to try out this their product. And you slowly yeah. start buying other things. So maybe this is done by <laughs> studio, software, and yeah. manufacturers uh, association. If their associations are like that, and they have figured out this collective yeah. effort to come up with this product. Yeah, I I also had the but, same feeling. But then when I read that they only they only have a Mac OS product, <laughs> then that also went away. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's bad but product design targeting? or I don't know why. Can they be targeting this new uh, normalcy? Mm -hmm. oh, maybe because from home uh, thing. more people yeah. are working from home, mm -hmm. and maybe they are investing yeah. more on their work setups. Yeah, that's true. So maybe they buy new mics, new new true. cameras, new webcams, and maybe why not agree? Uh, yeah, that's true. That, that it's a, be, it's a really yeah. good point, Ganja. I think uh, home studios are going to. I think post-pandemic home studios are going to be something bigger, uh, especially given that some organizations have yeah. published that uh, working from home or working remote is the new default in their setup. So hope some yeah. do provide home office setup allowances. So this would be a good product. Yeah. And uh, like Harsh said, green screens are not that expensive. Uh, cost of a studio is really yeah. low now. And also, and and also this is going to be the longest episode we have ever Ooh, done. Yeah, it's stopped now. <laughs> but but it's a really good product. We should have started. <laughs> we would have to discuss about this for an entire day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. to be continued. We should stop to be now. Continued. Mm -hmm. Mm. <laughs> yes. Next mm -hmm. week, let's talk about oh, yeah, home things. studio. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good. Topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ganji, that's uh -huh. right. Yeah, Ganji, big blah blah. Okay. There's a product called Aha. Exactly. 
Kanji yeah, ask yeah. Ryan Holiday wrote a book about mm-hmm, or green screen. <laughs> If, if he has yet. that, so he has written a lot of things. Maybe we can uh, discuss about that next week. Yeah, he's he will not stop until he will get paid by Ryan Holiday someday. <laughs> yeah, I have one more book to uh, mm-hmm. review. Mm-hmm. Stillness mm-hmm. is the key. It will mm-hmm. be coming later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Blah blah. Bye bye. Oh, by the way, did you end? Mm, no. Okay, no. one more thing. One more thing. Okay. But last week I talk about someone who's doing a. Vogue, where he called it a run. But someone else, <laughs> one of our fans from UK told me, actually it's a dope Vogue. It's, even though he called run, it's a dope Vogue. So I don't know whether he owned a no, dog or not, but he actually Vogue as in he's walking a dog. That's, like, that's the speed. Okay, that's the end. Bye. This is the actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs>